Well, I'm going to boycott the video study. I hope that doesn't hurt anybody's feelings. I'm sure it doesn't. Does it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, it didn't just, like I told y'all a couple days ago, I, I struggled to figure out how to, you know, we went through 1 Timothy, then we went to 2 Timothy, and I, you know, I prayed about what we need to do next, and I picked one. I didn't. I don't know that I did. I didn't. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't really want to do another video study, but I thought, well, something that might be good. And then I, I ended up picking that one. And I just don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with it per se. I just think. Uh, I think it's time to get off of those video studies. So I'm sorry if that bothers anybody. But I was laying up. Uh, I think God just sort of leading, leading. Uh, I think. You know, I wanted a sort of an answer, like, where should, what should we do next? And I didn't have any real clarity about it. So uh, I think he just took two extra weeks to kind of fill me in on what we should do. And uh, I was laying in bed the other night, couldn't sleep, I don't know why. And I sat up for a long time and I finally got up and I just felt like uh, Proverbs just was kind of squealing at me. You know, I thought... Wisdom is, I know what the book of Proverbs is all about, and, and wisdom, uh, I just thought, man, we need we need wisdom. And we, Rodney's not here, but last week he was talking about fear of the Lord, and, and we're talking about reverence before the Lord, and the book of Proverbs is all about that stuff. You know, wisdom is fear of the Lord. And like, like last week we talked, fear of the Lord, fear of the Lord sounds confusing, but it, it's, it's just reverence and respect. You know, it's not like, Oh, I'm scared to death. It's it is that, but it's it's uh, it's respect. It's it's uh, I have it written here somewhere. Wisdom is uh, embracing the kingdom life and living it, and and fear of the Lord is embracing the kingdom life. And I don't know. I just feel like uh, I I sort of feel like uh, God was keeping me awake to kind of think about some things and pray about some things, and this was one of them. So. No more video study. We had four more weeks, and I just said, ah, it'll be all right. We'll, we'll move on. I didn't figure it was going to hurt anybody's feelings. It's kind of hard. I, those video, I like the I like the videos. If I if I do them, I'm going to do a better, if I, if I do them in the future, which we will, I'm going to do a better job of just creating my own questions based off the video. I think those questions are too wordy, and uh, I don't know. They're just weird. But anyway, sorry about that. I don't. I know you don't. y'all don't care. I just kind of wanted to tell you that. Uh, let's see what I've got here. Oh yeah, Kenza's gonna sing that song. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm trying to embarrass her. I wanted to. She's got a song on Facebook, and I saw it, and I wanted her to sing it. But gotcha. <laughs> okay, let's see what I have here. Yeah, so I just have no, I kind of, while I was up the other morning at five o'clock, I just kind of wrote in here, uh, often we think we know what, what what's best for us, but sometimes God has other plans for us. Just even with like picking the study, you know, I'm, I'm watching the video and I'm like, oh, I guess we'll go with this. And and I, di- I just didn't have a good feeling about it. And I knew I knew that I needed I needed some clarity and this, this happened. So um, I just had a deep sense that God wanted me to study the book of, wanted us to study the book of Proverbs. Uh, so I got out of bed and started writing this and and started studying Proverbs. And God's timing and our timing are sometimes not totally lined up. Um, I should have read these notes. I'm repeating myself too much here. 
Anyway, so the book of Proverbs. It describes three different people. I want to tell you all something too. When I start a new book, um, or when I, when I start to study on my own, and I hope you all do this too, I hope you have a study Bible that has, it breaks down, like turn to the, if you have a Bible uh, that's not your phone, turn to the first page of Proverbs. And I'm telling you all stuff that you already know, I'm certain, but gives you the author and date, gives you the theme, gives you the audience, give you, give you, you know, why do we read Proverbs? And, it, and, and all your study Bibles will be different. They won't all say the same thing, but it lists the key themes. And if I had not read these key themes uh, before I started reading the other morning, I wouldn't have had the same perspective of, of uh, I would not have had the same insight i wouldn't have the same uh it says the book of proverbs describes three different people uh the wise person the fool and the simple and the the themes or or this information on the intro page outlines this stuff it says proverbs orders its readers to be wise which means embracing god's covenant and living out the covenant in everyday situations the fool is a person who constantly opposes god's covenant (laughs) And the simple is the person who is not firmly committed either to wisdom or to folly, and he's easily misled. So just reading that, I think the wise person is the is the person that's uh, fully following God or attempting to fully follow God the right way based on what he tells us to do. And the simple person would be the person that's halfway invested, one foot in, one foot out, uh, kind of. Uh, maybe lukewarm would be a, a, a word. You're always gonna you're gonna waver if you're not if you're not all in. And uh, the fool is the person that's just running wild and not even trying. Um, and I, I think I have it listed here later. But uh, just think about like where you put yourself in that. You know, I would say from for myself, uh, wisdom is the thing that's growing. But I have simple tendencies. I have half in half out tendencies at times and. Uh, I think it's good to be honest about that. I think we all have days of that, or maybe weeks or seasons of that. Just kind of, you, you're sort of halfway invested, you know. Um, but w- being w- wisdom, the wise person is the person that we that we should aim to be. That's cool. I didn't even know that was in there. What's that? This humongous chart that breaks, you know, pride. I mean, just all the things that he said, I didn't know. Wise means to use knowledge uh, rightly, and wisdom occurs 37 times in this in in the book of Proverbs. So, um, that these are just other things that these these theme pages have uh, pointed out. So, I want to read because, like I said, I wouldn't have had the same insight had I not had I skipped over this page. So. I want to read the, the key themes that are in my uh, in my study Bible here, and I'm going to read the key themes. And don't let me forget each time we go, we're going. I'm 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 not. I don't know that I'll stick totally to this plan because obviously plans change, like they did today. But um, I want to try. I want to I want to attempt to go through all the way through the Book of Proverbs. That's what we'll do in here for till we're done. So. 
remind me each week to read these key themes because I think that they'll help us stay directed. So key theme number one is uh, God's will is intensely practical, applying to every aspect of life. A proper relation to God involves trying hard to understand His truth and then embracing and obeying that truth. Key theme number two is a life lived by God. A life lived by God's will is a happy life. Number three is a life lived by God's will will be a useful life. And number four is a life lived by God's will will not just happen. Does not just happen. One must seek after it. So we want to be wise. We want to be the people that are following God's will and seeking to understand it. Um, we want to fall into the, the wise category. We want to seek like key theme, key theme number four says, uh, it, it doesn't just happen. Wisdom doesn't just happen. One, one must seek after it. So it takes action on our part. We can't just sit around and, you know, not read and and not uh, fellowship with each other. It's not just gonna like. It's not God doesn't say, you're wise now. It 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 takes work. It takes effort. Uh, one must seek after this wisdom. So. I am going to read Proverbs chapter 1, verse 1. Or Proverbs, the, the, the chapter 1. And I'm in the ESV version. The beginning of knowledge is the heading. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. To understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. My God, if sinners entice or I'm sorry, my son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, Come with us, let us lie and wait for blood. Let us ambush the innocent without reason. Like Sheol, let us swallow them alive and whole, like those who go down to the pit. We shall find all precious goods. We shall fill our homes with plunder. Throw in your lot among us. We will all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Hold back your foot from their paths. For their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed blood. For in vain it, for in vain is a net spread in, us, in the sight of any bird. But these men lie and wait for their own blood. They set an ambush for their own lives. Such are the ways of everyone who is greedy for unjust gain. It takes away the life of its possessors. The call to wisdom is the heading. Wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the market, she raises her voice. At the head of the noisy street, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gates, she speaks. How long, O simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate their knowledge? If you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you because I have called and you refuse to listen. I have stretched out my hand and no one has heeded. Because you have ignored all my counsel and would have none of my reproof, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when terror strikes you, when terror strikes you like a storm and your calamity comes 
like a whirlwind when distress and anguish come upon you. Then they will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but will not find me, because they hated knowledge and they did not choose to fear the Lord. They did not choose the fear of the Lord. Would have none of my counsel and despise, despise all my reproof. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their way and have their fill of their own devices. For the simple are killed by their turning away, and the complacency of fools destroys them. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. So remember uh, this past week when I was talking about lust and divorce. I'm glad I don't have to do that this weekend. But... um, David looked out the window and uh, found Bathsheba and they had sex and had a child. The first child died, but they had to, uh, in seven days he died and the, and the second child was Solomon, I believe. Um, I believe that was the order of that. And uh, I just think about, the Proverbs was written by Solomon and I think about uh, the grace that God has in such a lustful, murderous mess that Solomon, he still choose, and it's not Solomon's fault. Uh, it's it's David's David's sin, but God, how how sufficient God's grace is that through that train wreck of stuff that 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 Solomon writes proverbs, and that we're sitting here reading it through. You know, you hear, you know, God works all things out for His purposes, and. Um, not that we need to go around lustfully doing things and murdering people, but he still used Solomon. I mean, what a... And that's David and Bathsheba's second child? Yeah, the fir- their first child died in seven days. Isn't that right? I'm, I'm asking Jim. I'm looking for Jim's wisdom right here. <clears throat> They'll be in Second Samuel chapter 11. I know that because it's... Say it again. I'm sorry. No, it didn't take long. Yeah, I know. I know their first child. Died. I just, I know Solomon is their child. I just don't know if it's if he was the second one or they had more children. I don't know that answer. But I just think it's it's you know we beat ourselves up when we sin and um, it's reassuring to know that these people in the Bible also did and God chose them obviously because. Here it is, you know. I just like, I just like, I just like that. So, verses two through seven, I have a note here that says, "What are y'all laughing at? What did I do?" Verses two through seven, I have written here. Notice the language used to describe the uh, to describe attaining wisdom. Um, I have some things underlined. I have. Uh, I'm on the wrong page. Increased. Let's see here. In verse 5, it says, Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. Uh, what is? Uh-huh. Is Solomon the second? Or do we know? Carolyn's saying yes, I trust. Second Samuel chapter eighteen. So anyway, the I have these words underlined. Uh, the increase in learning. Let the wise hear and increase in learning. And then uh, verse seven says, "The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge." 
And I just have noted here, uh, wisdom is a progression. Like I said before, we aren't made wise at the time of salvation, like not wholly and fully wise. Like uh, we're saved, and but we're still, you know, wisdom must still be obtained. And let's see, let the wise hear and increase in learning. I just think... Uh, I just think it's it's uh, it's important to understand that that it takes energy and effort to un- to know the Lord. It's not just a sit around and and hope for the best. It's a it's a dedication, is what I'm saying. And it says, "Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom." Um, like like we talked about last week, the fear of the Lord. You know, Rodney was saying, I don't know that I that I ever see it that way to fear the Lord. And I think what he meant was like being scared of because he loves the Lord. Why am I going to be? I love the Lord and I, I trust what he say. Why am I going to fear him? Um, it's because fear in the Lord is respect and reverence. Like we talked about last week before the Lord. It's it's uh, it's a healthy fear. We should be scared of his judgment. There is that. But uh, it's a it's a respect like. I love the Lord, uh, but he's the boss, you know. I do fear him quite a bit because he's got a whole lot of power, you know. Um, so I have a question here. Can anyone think of the, of the first time that they reverently respected or feared the Lord in a real way? Can you think of the first time that that really this would be, this could be a salvation experience or it could be, it could have happened after your salvation, just like, um, or before, honestly. Mine, mine kind of happened before. But um, just when, when is a time where you have feared the Lord in a real way, like a, a way that you can understand and articulate? When I was <clears throat> back in 2004, I was on my way home from work at night seen somebody stuck in a ditch and stopped to pull them out. I got hit by a car. Mm-hmm. And I mean, God, that, that quick, he should have plucked me right up. The doctor, when he saw a picture of what my head did to the hood of the truck, he said, there's no way that you should be here. I mean, that God can take you. I mean, just pluck you right out. So what was it like? You know, your your body's mangled or whatever. How how was your your mind working through that? Uh, as far as the fear of the Lord goes, like oh my goodness, I I'm not in control like I thought. No, yep. yeah, exactly. Yeah, <clears throat> I still try to be in control, but it doesn't work. It does not work. Now, when you say hood of a truck, Riley, he means bonnet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bonnet. Yeah. Yeah. The bonnet of a youth, right? Yeah, he speaks English, but it's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I beg to differ. <laughs> what'd you say? I said I beg to differ. No, what'd you say? <laughs> oh. Anybody else? I'll wait. When I was a child, I feared the Lord, but it was it was different because 
it was just fever. Mm -hmm. But there's a different kind of fear when I was under conviction because I felt like it was going something big was going to happen. But I, and I knew it was going to change my life. But I wasn't sure how to get there. Except I knew I had to get to church. Don't start crying because then I've cried and then I don't know how to stop. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to start or stop. So. That's what I could share. Yeah, I don't know how to start or stop crying. It just happens and then I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how, I don't know how to do this. And that's kind of uh, crying was part of my part of my the first time I feared the Lord. Like I think when we had Sims, uh, it was the first time in my life that I ever cried about anything that was good, like uh, emotional happy tears, you know. And it was just uh, it's taken a long time. I, d I don't think back then I don't think at that time I would have been able to articulate it uh, in this way, but. It was one of the first times in my life where I realized I'm not uh, I'm not God. I'm not the creator of my children. I am. I'm 50% creator of my children. But uh, it just, it was like the first, it might have been the first like purely genuine gratitude for, for something in my life that I really didn't. I feel like I deserve like a help, just a healthy child, you know. It just, just, I'm like, why am I crying about? The, I mean, it's when I have a kid, it's an emotional thing, but I don't cry about. I do now, but uh, some. But anyway, it just hit. It hit me like, oh my gosh, I'm not the boss. I am not God. Of course, I, I didn't walk around thinking I am God. But if, uh, if if you are your own God, if God's not your God, you are God if if he is not in your mind. And uh, and it just hit me for the first time. Oh, I'm not God. There must be a, there something must be there must be a God, you know, but I didn't understand the gospel at that time. But it was it was like a shift in my 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 perception or my perspective. And I'd say that's the first time that I feared the Lord. I wouldn't have said it that way at the time. I wouldn't have said, oh, I fear the Lord now because because I because of all the things I just said, I would never have said that at that time. But that's what it was. It was respect for God in a way that I'd never even tried to force, you know, like. Oh God must be real. I'm scared, and I'm gonna believe in. I didn't care. I was scared. I'm not scared. I wasn't scared of anything. I'm gonna die, and I'm gonna be dead, and that's all. That you know, that's fine with me. It was the way I thought about it. But I just had a. Uh, it was the first time in my life that I had even a trickle of interest in in the things of God. So that's that's the first time I feared the Lord. I believe. Jordan's points out that fear can either be a noun or a verb. 
Both ways there, so. Mm-hmm. For me, I think there have been many times through my life um, that I was overcome by the awe, um, sometimes just things in creation, things you see that you just look at and go, how can anybody see this and not acknowledge that there is a creator um, or his goodness? Yes, just like I so do not deserve this. Um, <clears throat> but the other side of the reverence and the fear, that there have been a couple times in my life that, well, I can recall specifically one time standing and looking out the back door. Uh, I was in a situation I had gotten myself into and was not where I was supposed to be. And I was just, I mean, it just hit me. I was just like, what, what am I doing here? What am I, I you know, I, <laughs> yes, I had totally made wrong choices. And yeah, and it was just like, God, if you, yeah, just help me get out of this because I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, it was that, it was, it, it's a, re- a realization and a, and a, like a, oh my gosh like a yeah I mean it was almost that that Father God sort of like graphite in so much trouble but you know I mean I knew you know that he would then the other time was um, yes when I had my first when I had my son my first child I, I was just I did not have baby blues but I was just suddenly hit with this, oh my gosh, I am responsible for an eternal soul. Just, yeah, just hit me, like, like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a feeling. I had no doubts about the caring for and the love. It was the responsibility for that eternal soul that, that, that hit me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, and yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, it's been quite a few years back. I mean, came and driving where um, the youth leaders at that point, and they had just came back from church camp with kids. And that week was, they were studying and learning about reference, um, you know, having reference for God and reference for God. So this Sunday, they came back and had their new Sunday presentation. There were signs on all the doors coming into the old sanctuary, you know, to enter in quietness and, and reverence. Um, and that Sunday morning, normally have ones up and talking. Everyone was come in. We were just we were we were setting. We no one was talking. It was totally quiet. There's no music playing, and everyone was getting their hearts ready, you know, with God and just spending that time with God and inviting the Holy Spirit into their heart that day and into the service and it was a whole different dramatic it had a whole different atmosphere in the service that Sunday just coming in into the sanctuary in that mindset of reference um, and it just I mean I can still just remember and it just it was uh, the whole service was just totally different and had a 
different feel and atmosphere to it. And the message seemed like it was more clear that day than other days before. So just coming into his presence with that reference um, made a big impact. I would have struggled that day because I can't keep my mouth shut. <laughs> At our old church, I, I I started to get annoyed with myself. I felt like I was talking too much and I wasn't leading the study. I just felt like I was chiming in too much and I was kind of asking some respected uh, brothers of mine. I, I, you know, I said, am I talking too much in here? He's like, no, you're, you're not. You're not saying anything out of line or whatever. And then the next week I came and I was like, I'm going to time myself this week to see how long how long I can be quiet. I want to just be quiet this week and just listen. And I only made it 27 minutes. That's as long as I could handle. 27 minutes. So, yeah, big struggle. Um, what you were saying, Betsy, uh, you know, that it was a moment of repentance for you. Like the first turning from whatever the sin was, you were like, mm, this isn't good. Don't need to be doing this. Uh, I don't think true repentance can happen unless you fear and respect the Lord because you just keep carrying on and, you know, this isn't, this isn't that bad. Whatever, you know. Uh, yeah, but I don't think true repentance can happen unless you fear the Lord and respect the Lord in a wise way. Anybody else? I, I'll keep going with this question all night if that's what we, we could do. I just wanted to point out how many times it says my son. This book is written for his son. Yeah. Yeah, that's what the... It was. It's like a it's like a guidebook, yeah, to, to a, a young boy. I think mine says, obviously, the advice is good for everybody. But yeah, it was written as like a letter to... To a child. And that goes on to, that'll take me to verse 8. says, yep, hear my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching. And I just made a note that biblically we are to train up our children to follow the Lord and uh, to be like the main cultivator of that relationship in their life. And I have a question written here. Um, are you are you taking personal devotion and study seriously so that you can take up training your children seriously? And Joy's getting nervous over there. And the, the second part of that question is how can we all increase this in our homes? And Joy, I will confess. I see, I already I can read your mind. I know what you're gonna say. But Mary and I were talking last week. Or I don't know what day it was. I barely sleep tonight, so I don't know what time it is either. But uh, I said good morning to like three people tonight. Uh, but what were we talking about? Tell me what we were talking about the other day when I said, yeah, my home is where I fail the most, sort of like in discipline. I, got two ki- I have two kids that I'm supposed to be discipling, and many times they're the last ones on the list. And I know I'm, they're supposed to be some of the first, but why do, why do we do that? I don't have a clue. I, Satan, I don't know. Probably has something to do with it. But, we, you know, I could pretend like I, you know, we take devotion time really seriously at our house. And it's like the biggest failure most of the time when we try. And we do, you know, 
I wish I said, yeah, we do it all the time, but we don't. And when we do, it's I get frustrated. Imagine that. Uh, it's just really difficult, you know. So you want to share what? Well, this just ties into the question that you just asked that I wouldn't. You know, I guess the first time, it wasn't the first time, but it was the first time that I had ever heard this. And I was in a Bible study. I don't know, I think I might have been pregnant with Trace. And it hit me really hard. And she said, they're not your children, they're God's. And that's a lot of pressure, you know, for a parent to think like, am I doing a good enough job? You know, it's just, it's hard to hear, you know, that they're not your children. Of course they're God's, but, you know, then that is our responsibility. And I actually have this verse highlighted because I sat my kids down one day talking about, you need to respect your parents. And, you know, but I don't know. I would say that was one of those, a big wake up call for me was to hear they're not my children. And it is my job to make sure that I'm doing what did you say? Not discipleship. But, you know, I don't know what I said. I never do. Yeah. Yeah. We cultivate. We need to be the ones that are cultivating. We're helping, you know, we're helping them along, you know. They're not going to, well, some kids will, but we have to just be the guy. We have to set the example. And sometimes I think of the ways I set examples for them. And I'm like, uh oh, you know, so that's tough. But Joy, you're also the living Bible that they can read also. I see the things that you do and um where, where are they at right now? That's gonna scare you her scare you even more. I'm just I know, but you're right. Yeah, they're here. Yeah. And sometimes when I'm not the best there's other people who are teaching my children here and it's making an impact. So everyone's helping yeah that's huge you know people want to say well i don't have to go to church to to be close to god and blah 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 that's not true that's not right you can be close to god without church but god tells us to gather together and uh nancy stegman she's not in here right she's working with yeah parker came home one night and quoted john three sixteen <laughs> like boom like perfectly i'm, I'm like how'd you, what how did that happen what just happened? And uh, I couldn't, if I sat with him and tried to do a memory verse like that, he would argue with me and I want to go play Xbox, you know, or whatever. But he just, whoop. Well, that, that wouldn't happen if we weren't in church, you know, if if we weren't taking church life seriously. Uh, just the just the the community, the, the fellowship, you know, he gained something from another person in the church that I I try to do these things, but uh, and I need and I do them and I need to keep doing them. And, and that's another thing. Don't get too discouraged when we do fail because we all do. But it was just neat to see her. I was just very grateful that like, oh, my gosh, this is this is amazing just to see. It is so great because mine do the same thing. It's yeah. like, I didn't teach you that. Uh, you know, it's so cool when they come back and yeah. do that. Yeah. This is a great, if it wasn't for this church and this village, you know, being there for me and when my kids were grown and, um, you know, being there for my kids, um, some of the men in the church being there for my son and women being there for my kids and, 
um, or in just taking them and doing things with them. Um, they're not perfect, but they wouldn't be the adults they are today, right? But God sent for this church here and the people in this church long ago. And when my son was out, was in the station out in the, I think he was filling this already, might have been in Texas when he was in the Army. You know, and I, one of the letters he sent me, wrote me at that time, um, was just, just said, thank you, Mom. You know, you were rough and tough on us, and you know, you wouldn't let us do things, and you said, you used to tell us one day you'll thank me for it. He goes, I thank you for it, because if I wasn't for that, I know I would not be where I'm at today. So, you're doing good. If you ever get discouraged, call me. I'll let you know. But you don't speak that Thank you. Yeah. Uh, what did that did that letter come? Did it, does he have children? Yes, very little girl. Did he have kids when he sent that? No. Okay. Yeah, I think Riley and I have been talking about that some. Just how uh, my I don't know. Sometimes my relationship with my parents is uh, strange sometimes, and uh, I don't know why. But um, but those times, like when you think back, I'm getting, I'm kind of maybe getting sidetracked a little bit. You, you think back on those times of, of, especially when you are a parent. I feel like I'm hard on on the on the kids, like if they're too noisy or this or that or whatever. But kids need to be told what to do. It's part of discipline. You hear somebody, somebody tells, God tells us to do things that we don't want to do many times. Well, that's discipline. It's, you know, I don't want to do that. Well, like look at Jonah. I don't want to go to Nineveh, you know. Sorry about you. Go on, you know. And uh, so kids need to be disciplined. But, yeah, I think back on my relationship with my parents and uh, and my family and uh yeah, I've had uh, not just this isn't a recent development. This is probably ten years ago. Just a, a different gratitude for the they didn't treat me bad or anything, but uh, just the discipline. Discipline's an important thing, and when you're young, it doesn't make sense to you. It you know maybe to good kids it does, but bad bad kids it didn't. You know I didn't listen to anything. So, um, but now it does because. One, because of biblical wisdom to understand the importance of discipline. Uh, so, yeah. Let's see here. Chapter 10, verse 19. Paul, you're being quiet tonight. What are you writing? I'm just messing with you. You timing yourself to see how long you don't talk? It's in that Catholic class every week. It's two and a half hours of being quiet. It's pretty good. <laughs> I couldn't do that for sure. Ten through nineteen. Uh, I'm gonna. I'll just read them again. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, "Come with us," let us lie and wait for blood. Let us ambush the innocent without reason. Like Sheol, let us swallow them alive and whole. Like those who go down the pit, down to the pit, we shall find all precious goods. We shall fill our homes with plunder. Throw in your lot among us. We will all have one purse. 
My son, do not walk in the way with them. Hold back your foot from their paths, for their feet run to evil, and they have and they make haste to shed blood. For in vain is a net spread in the sight of any bird. But these men lie and wait for their own blood. They set an ambush for their own lives. Such are the ways of everyone who is greedy for unjust gain. It takes away the life of its possessors. I just have written here that uh, we are all sinners, but the world is full of unredeemed sinners. They don't have relationship with Jesus. And that that would be what the fool is, is an unredeemed sinner, a person that's not chasing after God and, and wisdom. That, that person would be a fool. Uh, as it relates to the book of Proverbs. Uh, people I have written, people are, running, people are running around doing, I don't know my wife, I don't need to read that. People are running around doing plenty of foul and shady things. Sometimes when I'm writing things, I, uh, I think, oh, that's really going to, when I read that, I'll be able to make points from that. And I, I, need, I have to write down everything because I forget the points that are on my mind. So, yeah, I just think, uh, I think as we think about sin and we think about the the wise person the simple person and the fool the wise being the one that's chasing wholly after god the simple being the half in half out lukewarm person and the fool we are a sinner just the same a wise person sins still but you have when you're wise you have wisdom huh so uh you know like i'm not going to drown in this I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let this be a huge detriment to my life. I'm a sinful person, but I've been redeemed by Jesus. Whereas the fool, unredeemed, just living for the sin, loving it, you know, and the simple, just maybe doing a balancing act. And that's where I think sometimes I, I hate to say it out loud, but it, I need to say it is I I fall in that simple. And I'm, y'all be lying if you didn't say you did the same thing, half in and half out, you know. It's hard to fully, it's hard to fully commit and, and uh, in certain areas. Uh, and to say that word. Mm-hmm, yeah. So sometimes we're just one foot in and one foot out. And uh, But the difference is if, if we are in Christ, we are redeemed and, and our sins have been forgiven. Uh, even the ones in the future, you know, all the ones of the past and the ones in the future, uh, which is good news. Make you happy, does it? Reminds me of Delbert from Old Brother, Where Art Thou? Yeah. All of my transgressions have been forgiven. <laughs> even when you knocked over that piggly wiggly? <laughs> What's he say? Well, you said you didn't do that. Well, I lied. <laughs> <laughs> well, I lied. Come on in, boys. The water is fine. Is that what he says? That move is great. I just, um, I have the last sentence of um, that kind of goes from along with 10 to 19. It says, we can't be friendly with sin and expect our lives to remain unaffected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that Joby Martin, the same one that said, uh, the Balchick Wow Wow comment. He said, uh, "Don't don't flee from sin. Don't flirt with it." And that doesn't just mean sexual flirting. Just all sin. Don't stick around and don't hang out with it. Just run. You know. I'm preaching to myself on that one here. Um, I think we're strong enough to 
overcome it, but we, we don't. Mm-hmm. So it slowly pulls us in and we're drowning before we realize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like one one more step towards sin. Like David looks out the window. David calls on whoever to go contact her. She comes to the room or wherever it happened. It happened. Uh, he's like, "Oh no, I need to kill her husband." You know, it's just a it's a it's a disaster. A momentum. You know, if he would have just ran. Went to war like he should have. Yeah. Well, like a time in my life when I was doing things I knew I probably shouldn't have done. I was fighting after a while. The conviction started kind of like wearing off, and I started like justifying it. So, yeah, I got smart and got out of that too. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to read to the end. A call, the call to wisdom. Wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the market, she raises her voice. At the head of the noisy street, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gate, she speaks. How long, O oh simple ones? And remember, the point I was making about reading the uh, reading the themes and the the de- kind of the definitions that they give of simple, weak, simple, or weak. See, good morning. Uh, wise, simple, and foolish. Every time I see simple, I it just it just uh, makes it more clear in my mind because of what I read. So that that theme page is important. Anyways, how long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge? If you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you because I have called and you refuse to listen, have stretched out my hand and no one has heeded because you have ignored all my counsel and would have none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when terror strikes you, when terror strikes you like a storm and your calamity does like a whirlwind when distress and anguish come upon you. So as we talk about... Uh, I was talking about discipline. Like he's writing a letter to to his child. He's saying, and this is this might seem harsh. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when terror strikes you. Like yeah. I've had this highlighted for a while. That makes me fear the Lord. This these verses do right here. Yeah. Well, how much do you hate hearing from your parents? See, I told you. That's pretty. Uh, I told extreme, you so. But I mean. Oh, I'm the first one to laugh at my son when he comes in. Ah, I said, well, what did I tell you was going to happen? Mm-hmm. And how annoying is you it? You didn't listen. Yeah. I mean, you didn't listen. Oh, it's over and you over and over. You did it anyway. Yeah. And I told you you were going to get hurt, and here you are. And, and I, I can't help it. I left. Yeah. It's frustrating. It's frustrating as a parent, but then you think back as your time as a child, how annoying it was when your parents said, I told you that was gonna happen, why do you think I told you? And I say the same stuff. But it needs to be said. God says it, he says says it to us. It's just, it's discipline. Uh, What's a reminder to them? You had the knowledge beforehand. You refused it. You went ahead anyway. Mm -hmm. You got burnt. You told you not to touch the red hot stove. You did it anyway. Hurts. And God's telling us all right now, you do the same. You all do the same thing to me. I tell you not to do these things, and you do them, and you do them, and you do them. And I'm gonna, what is it? 
I will mock when terror strikes you. That's Yeah, that's terrifying. When terror strikes you like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you. So... So it goes on to say, Then they will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but will not find me. And we went to the ark today, and it's uh, we're thinking about like... Uh, you know, Noah and his family were the only ones. And I think Riley said, like, I wonder if people uh, at the end, like as the rain started, people like, hey, let me on the boat. And I think I said, uh, no, it's too late at that point. He already he already warned everybody, you know. They were still down there begging, though. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's like, how many times do we need to hear the warnings? You know, we know what we know what we should and shouldn't be doing. Um, we just carry on doing it, you know. So uh, they will seek me diligently, but will not find me, because they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the fear of the Lord. Would have none of my counsel and despise all my reproof. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their way and have their fill in their own devices. For the simple are killed by their turning away, and the complacency of fools destroys them. But whoever listens to me dwells secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. And that would be the wise person. Whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. So. Remember, wise means to follow God wholeheartedly. Simple means you're half in, half out, or non-committal. And a fool means that you're avoiding God. So my final question uh, is where... And 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 if you have something else to discuss about anything we talked about, now would be the time to do that. But a, a, a guiding question is where do we find ourselves in this equation? Wise, simple, or foolish? And hopefully it's not foolish, but... Uh, Simply wise. Simply wise. Yep. Yep. But remember from the very beginning, because I'm in the same boat. uh, uh, What's the. I gotta find it. Wisdom. let the wise hear me and increase in their learning and the one who understands obtain guidance. So increase in learning would infer that the learning is not complete yet for us. You know, it's it's a commitment. <coughs> uh, while we're breathing, we're committed to wisdom, becoming wise. And so I think that's where the simple comes into play. So you even opened up though, he said wise, you continue to seek wisdom. Mm-hmm. So you're never going to reach it. You're always going to reach it. Yeah. So. Yeah, it says, and in verse 32 it says, for the simple, remember the half in, half out person, are killed by their turning away. So they've made a choice at that point to go be foolish. They're, you know, so we always need to be turning towards the other direction, the, the wise direction. My sister-in-law told me this like many years ago, because she grew up in a, in a Christian home, and she said every night her dad would sit, turn her brother down, and they would read one book of Proverbs tonight. She said, you know, her dad told her, there's 31 books, 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. It's one for each day of the month. So 
on the first, you know, first of each month, they always said, you know, Proverbs 1, and then, so they read the Proverbs, and she said, you know, even being as an adult, you know, she, welcome back, you know, she could see her, that helped her in growing up as a teenager and young adult, and even now, uh, you know, I, I, I've done a, a thing would do it, and then I, you know, what happens, and you know, you get out of the habit, and, but it, 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 it did make a, a difference, you know, just going at, and each time you read it again, you find something new that you didn't see in there before. Yeah, you talk about Proverbs 31. Women, uh, starting in chapter 10, it's it outlines uh, the woman who fears the Lord. So Proverbs chapter, you hear sometimes in Christian culture, I'm, you know, I'm, she's a Proverbs 31 woman, you know. So I'd encourage y'all to maybe check that out. But yeah, we're so for the next potentially 31 weeks, <laughs> we're going to be in the book of Proverbs. It might speed up. Uh, it might slow down. I hope it doesn't stop, but it might stop. So uh, just gonna kind of let the Lord lead in that. But the goal is to go all the way through. I don't. I think when you start an endeavor like this, it's it's pretty evident. So try not to let me uh, stray from that. Um, give me a little heat if I say, well, maybe we should do a video study. I won't do a video study. I'm gonna do this. So. Uh, so I encourage you to maybe on your own time read through, maybe read ahead. You're always going to know where we should. If you're showing up, you should know where we're at. Um, read the whole thing. Maybe listen to it. Maybe read it. Read read the chapter before we show up. That should be helpful. Um, anybody have any other questions at all? Good to do together because usually Proverbs are like picked apart. Mm -hmm. Because they just lend themselves better, like other more like Bible type ones or near them. You would want to read the whole thing, but a proverb is usually like, oh, you read four or five and then you skip on something. So seeing it together is helpful. Yeah. Different dog returning to his vomit. Yeah. Like a dog returning to its vomit as soon as it returns to his sin, I think. I don't I don't know exactly where that's at, but that's a pretty easy one to remember. Kind of nasty, huh? And I know also in that same proverb says that if your son asks for a loaf of bread, do you give him a serpent? Is that in that same proverb? I think that's in a gospel, mate. One of the gospels. Yeah, I think that's in Matthew. Okay. Yeah. Still good. Good info. It is. <laughs> And I think, yes, so to, to add to what Barb was saying about reading a proper chapter of Proverbs every day and how it helps. And I think that anything daily, daily scripture reading helps. Yep. Period. You know, we wouldn't go, sometimes we do intentionally, but normally we don't go without feeding our physical bodies. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to not... And one of the reasons I say that, I mean, I'm, I'm talking to myself because I was on my way to the chiropractor today. Oh, this is morning. Yeah, good morning. <laughs> good morning. I know, right? Good morning. Hey, I was 
in Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know where I am. Anyway. Riley's thinking, uh, yeah, he's been L.A. Where else? L.A., Colorado, Tennessee, Kentucky, and then going to New York tomorrow. So yeah, well, and just from them. here to south of Nashville, they're in a different time. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, like lately I've just noticed like somebody will say something or something will happen and just just some snippy thought pops in my head just you know i don't know <laughs> <laughs> so i don't usually bring in <laughs> and you know i was just thinking i don't even remember what happened um as i was driving and i was like what is wrong with me why do i have such a bad attitude sometimes mm-hmm. And yeah, it was, it might as well have been a voice from heaven because it was like, that's what happens when you're not just poking that word in all the time, out of the abundance of the heart. The mouth speaks. The mouth speaks. And I know, I mean, I went to Christian school from eighth grade to I graduated and we had constant scripture memorization, you know, and it was, you know, it is, I know from experience, it is so much easier to have the right attitude and make the right decisions and all that when it's just a regular flow. Living water, right? Gives life, so. Very good. I know James is going to come through that door in just a minute and tell us to do whatever it is that we're getting ready to do with these chairs. So let me pray, pray us out of here. Heavenly Father, we're grateful for your word and that we have it in our language, that we can read it and uh, seek to understand it because you want us to be wise in your ways and just allow this uh, study of Proverbs to be that and allow it to, to be encouraging and allow us to invite other people within the church to come hear it or people outside of the church uh, just to, to hear it. It's pretty easy to understand that um, that we're supposed to follow your ways even if they hurt our feelings or aren't what we want and uh it's a good it, these are good this this is good news following your ways is good news for us so uh i think this is going to be an exciting time to study together and i'm just grateful that uh you kept me up for the whole night the other night and i really do mean that uh because it was some of the most productive time that i've had in a long time and even though my selfish self wanted to be asleep you had a different plan and i'm glad that uh that you revealed some things to me and I just love you and I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.